Good morning, everybody, and welcome. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8, or 88, depending on where you are in the amazing country that we call home, otherwise known as Australia. You're on The Breakfast Show with Lyle and... Mon, good morning, Lyle. How are you? I am amazing today. Yeah? What are you grateful for today? I am super grateful because my old truck, my antique truck, my old Bedford, yeah. it passed Pink Slip and Club Scrutineering yesterday in preparation for registration. It's been a long journey. Why wouldn't it pass registration? Well, it was kind of old truck. You know, it did, it did sit in the paddock and for about twenty years under a tree and sink up to its axles in the dirt. And uh, yeah. this is this is your dad's truck, right? Yes, my dad had it before I was born. Oh wow! Travelled in it to from here to Tasmania when I was two years old. Lived in the camper on the back of it for a couple of years while we built the house. No, maybe a year while we built the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, learned to drive in it. Wow! And now it's uh, back on the road again. Back on the road and in a uh, um, registratable condition. Yeah, it's kind of, uh, it's still pretty rough. You know, it's, yeah. it's, 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 a, it's in its working clothes. Let's put it that way. It's it still needs a spit in shine. Its, it's still in its working clothes. It needs a lot more than a spit shine. Well, I've seen the new impulsory and it does look really good and I can't wait to see the total finished product. It's going to be amazing. I'm very good at that. Okay, so I'll put, up some po- I'll put up some photos yeah, on Facebook. Yeah, put so go check them out. Yeah, 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 for sure. That'd be great. And I uh, already did because this is delayed broadcast. This yesterday. is a delayed broadcast. Dear listener, you are listening to yesterday's broadcast today. And if you would like to join us on today's live broadcast, it is so easy to do. All you have to do is jump on our website, faithfm.com.au, and just press play on the live stream. And there's another way to do it. Just jump on your app downloading store, whatever it is, whether you have an Android or an iPhone, and you can download the TuneIn app and search for Faith FM Australia and also just press play. As simple as that. And, of course, get the free version of it, and it won't cost you a cent, and you'll have good signal wherever you go. Some people some people complain, like, oh, your signal strength is not that great. It's perfect with the Something tuner. to pray for. I'm going to ask everybody to pray for us because uh, we would like to have a stronger signal mm-hmm. and a license for uh, bigger uh, transmitters. So Yeah, yeah keep Faith FM that. in your prayers. This is a ministry that runs on prayer. And uh, and also, just P.S., if you do join us on our live show, you can actually uh, interact with us. You can ask the question of the day. You can get the free giveaway at the end of the show. You can even take a stab at the quiz. Yeah, well, you can, you can still send in for question of the day anyway because we'll pick it up and answer it maybe the next day. You can just message that to us. Now stay tuned. We have some great programming coming up. We have uh, Adele. She's doing an interview with David Stojic. We have an encounter with God with 20 million other people that we're studying with simultaneously. We're going to have a song break. This is Chris Tomlin, Good Good Father. And after that, we've got some good news for you. thousand stories of what they think you're like, but I've heard the tender whisper of love in the dead of night, and you tell me that you're pleased and that I'm never alone. You're a good, good
Listening to Chris Tomlin, good, good father here on Faith FM. And Monica, do we have a quiz for you? Yes, of course we have a quiz. We always have a quiz, Lyle. Today's quiz is a What Creature Am I quiz? Critic quiz. I like critic quiz. Critic quiz. (laughs) I like that kind of rolls off the tongue well. It does, and I really hope you're not going to get this. Okay. I hope I do. The first clue is the prodigal brother, sorry, the prodigal's brother. In Luke 15, complained that his father had never given him this animal so he could celebrate with his friends. That one's an easy one. Are you serious, no, Lyle? Really easy one. That's an easy one. Man, I did Come not on. know this one. The prodigal's brother in Luke 15 complained that his father had never given him this animal so he could celebrate with his friends. If you think you know the answer, give me a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. Or you can text me, 0491-064-669. And I will send you the prize, which today is a copy of a book called America in Prophecy, The Beginning of the end. Very fascinating read. It's written by E.G. White, who is a pioneer of this local area here in the Hunter. And uh, we will send it to you free of charge. Just get the answer right to our quiz. Fantastic. And what's our what's our good news story for today? Okay, Lyle, how is that you would treat a criminal, especially one who had personally violated you? Or your belongings. Yeah, that would be a very challenging... That, okay, so that would be a very, very, very challenging um, situation to deal with. The natural, My natural reaction is like, yeah, I want to get this person and smash them, but that would not be a Christian reaction. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus actually talks about it, and he says, you've heard that it has been said, this is uh, Matthew chapter 5 and verse 43, uh, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. Which is difficult. No, no, no. 
Oh, that's, he, the, that's the easy part. You've heard that it has been oh, said. Oh, yes, you yes, Love course. your neighbor, hate your enemy. And it's like, yeah, I find it rather easy to hate yeah, my enemies. Yeah, that's easy. Mm-hmm. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those that curse you, do good to those that hate you, and pray for those which despitefully use you and persecute you, so that you can be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he makes his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. That's the hard one. Oh, that's a really hard one. That's the really, really hard part right there. Well, I have a good news story about a woman who has exemplified this. Okay, so she actually did this. Yes. Well, yes, to some extent. She's trying to. And um, and I, I'm actually very opinionated about correction facilities and how we do, you know, treat that kind of stuff and treat criminals. And, and uh, I think this woman's approach is just fantastic. So this is what happened. So yesterday... This is a local businesswoman, Jessica Eckford Aguilera. She runs a uh, florist business here in Newcastle. And she arrived to work and discovered there was graffiti all over the back of her van, her work van, um, and also on the letterbox. And apparently this is not the first time that her business has been targeted and covered in graffiti. And there are pictures of it in the morning paper. And it yes. is really ugly. That's terrible. Yeah. And, really you know, terrible. the other day we did have a graffiti artist on our show and he taught us about graffiti and street art. But this is not that kind of art. This is just straight up ugly, scribbly vandalism. It's got no artistic credentials to it. It's, it's just nasty. This is attack, an, an attack. This is an attack and it costs so much money, taxpayer money, to clean all this kind of stuff up. And uh, Well, in this case, her personal business. Her personal business, exactly. And she was very angry to begin with, as you would be. Um, but then she calmed down and she tried to think about how to turn it into a positive, would you believe? Hmm. So she did report it to the police, but she figured, you know what? They've got better things to do. Let me see if I can um, tackle this myself. So she jumps on Facebook, right? And she wrote a message. And this message just resonated with thousands of people. It's gone quite viral. Um, She offered... $2,500 $2,500 in free flowers over the next six months. So, she, so she's a florist. She's a florist. This is uh-huh. her business. Um, so $2,500 in uh, free flowers over six months to anyone who could give information about the perpetrator, right? So that's a fair investment. That's a fair investment. I would take two and a half grand's worth of free flowers. I love It's probably flowers. going to take, cost her a lot more than that to have the, uh, the, the Graffiti removed, yeah. Re- repainted. Yeah. And um, you know, I, I personally love flowers and I can't really afford them. So this would be great. I wish I knew the perpetrator so I could hand them over. <laughs> But it doesn't stop there. So she makes a promise to the offender and uh, and she said that he she would offer he or she a job at Newcastle Flower Markets in Sandgate and uh, and she writes that will teach you responsibility a job that will teach you to have respect for other people's belongings and a job that you will feel wanted and cared for. So this thing went viral, and within within a few hours, right, she had six people identify the Social same suspect. Social media is so powerful I these know. days. It's like more powerful than the police. So six people um, dubbed him in, so to speak, and uh, and sadly, you know, you think this is like some sort of delinquent youth, right? But this was a man in his thirties um, who's known to use his tag, and uh, and our florist Jessica, she actually sent him a message, um, true to her word, and she says, "I offered him the job." I hope he takes it and I hope he trusts me. This is not about me bringing attention to myself, but I wanted to be there to try and help. People do go through difficulties in life. They get bored and caught in these situations. And I love this part. She says, it is our responsibility as a community to not only hold people accountable for their actions, but to give them the opportunity to move forward. That's fantastic. Now, which newspaper is this recorded in? This is from the Newcastle Herald. This morning. 
this morning, this morning, Newcastle Herald, uh, morning paper. And um, and yeah, and she's been overwhelmed with the response. There's been many symp- sympathetic people, you know, um, people who even offered to remove the, the graffiti for her. Um, but it's, it's interesting because the victim, Victims of Crimes um, Assistance League Chief Executive, uh, so a lady who works in criminal behaviour, mm-hmm. um, Kerry Thompson, uh, she said this. She said, sometimes victims of crime want to provide the offender an opportunity to change their behaviour. This intervention, while to some people may appear simple, can have a profound effect on the offender's current path. Wow. So you can actually change like the well, whole future. Yeah, and, and, and we have no idea what the result of this will be. Exactly. It, 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 it might be that you know the same person just goes and turns up the next day and does the same thing again to the same person, mm-hmm. but it is unlikely. I would think that if I was in that situation, somebody reached out to me in that way, at the very least, I would never go back there and graffiti oh. that place again. Yeah, at the it, very least. I'd it be would like, have a no profound effect respect. on me. I have respect mm-hmm. for this person, and uh, you've earned my respect, and I'm not going to, uh, you know, and, and in many ways, okay, if she went to the police, the police, yeah, they do have better things to do than chase uh, graffiti artists. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and so, you know, you could see that she would be like, well, you know, what am I going to do? I'm powerless. But she's not powerless. She has... The power to change. Incredible mm-hmm. amount of power right here to bring about positive change that, you know, nothing is ever guaranteed to bring about positive change. But I think, you know, and this is a great illustration because so many people ask me, you know, about what Jesus said here in Matthew chapter 5. Mm. You know, do good to your enemies, love those that, that, that hate you, you know, do good to those that, that despitefully use you. And they're like, you know, how can that be possible? How can that actually bring about positive change? Mm. And you think about this uh, particular individual here and and the way that uh, she has responded to this particular person. At the very least, I would say that she has protected herself in the most effective way, you know, in a far more effective way than if the cop has turned up and said, hey, we've seen your tag on the back of, uh, you know, such and such a vehicle and we know who you are. And the person's like, yeah, but I didn't do it. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. What, are the, what are the police going to do? Can't you know, pick him. yeah. And and so nothing happens, and the person's like, yeah, I've been dubbed into the police again, as I expected. You know, mm-hmm. that's what you always mm-hmm. expect. You know, people, everybody hates me. You know, I'm a nobody, and so yep. I've got to I've got to put my tag out there so that I can actually be a somebody, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, a, 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 and all this kind of thing. Whereas in 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 contrast to that, she's just put it out there and said, hey, I can change your life. Yeah, and you know what? I think this is also a wonderful example of how Jesus treats us. Yeah. Because we stuff up all the time, and instead of condemning us, he offers ah, us a way of life. Isn't that so true? Isn't it so profound? Yeah. You know, when, when you look at what the Bible says about us, you know, while we were weak, Jesus died for us, Paul says in Romans chapter uh, 5. And then he goes on a couple of verses later, and he says, you know, while we were yet sinners, mm. he died for us. And then two verses later, he says, while we were the enemies of God. So he starts off weak, then we're sinners, then we're the out-and-out enemies of God. And he died for us. He gave his life for us. He did good for us. And so many of us have experienced just how life-changing that can be. And if you have not experienced how life-changing it can be, give your life to Jesus today. You will never regret it. It will be the most amazing experience of your life. And it's definitely life-changing. I love love that it's not just a, you know, what this lady did was not like a slap on the wrist kind of, you know, ending to the story. It's definitely something that can, as the uh, criminal expert said, it's something that can change their life path. 
I think it's a wonderful story. And I just want to, you know, if she's listening, Jessica Eckford Aguilera, thank you so much for being shining Jesus to, yes, to and your community. Do we have the name of her shop there? Can we give her a quick plug? Uh, no, unfortunately it's not. So just Newcastle Flower Markets owner. Oh, sorry, Newcastle Flower Markets. There you go. So thank you, Jessica, for shining Jesus and showing a bit of humanity around this uh, wonderful Wednesday morning. We're going to have a quick song break. This is Jaden Lavick, Wondrous Love. We hope that you're listening and that you feel a bit of love going back to it.
was Jaden Levick with Wondrous Love here on Faith FM. Monica, do we have another mm-hmm. clue for our quiz? Our critter quiz. Okay, so what creature am I? The prodigal's brother in Luke 15 complained that his father had never given him this animal so he could celebrate with his friends. That was clue number one. Clue number two. Rebecca helped deceive Isaac by covering Jacob in skins belonging to this creature. So they skinned this creature and then covered Jacob in the skins and then deceived Isaac. Mm-hmm. Mm. What was this creature? If you think you know the answer, 1-800-FAITH-FM or text me 0491-064-669. Oh, I almost got the number. Or you can even message me on Facebook. Well, that's easier. Faith FM Australia. And we will send you a copy of the book America in Prophecy, the beginning of the end. Now, Mon, I've been watching what you have. You've been multitasking here again, but you're not You're not knitting this morning or I'm, crocheting. I'm not crocheting because I moved house on Sunday and I can't find my crochet. <laughs> <laughs> that must be just tragic. Couldn't find my toothbrush, couldn't find my crochet this morning. I couldn't find the car keys. <laughs> <laughs> the joys of moving. I'm just looking at this concoction that you have created yeah. while you have been on radio and it is mm-hmm. just, um, it is worrying me. Yeah, this one, uh, I'm not going to lie, this one, I'm, I think I got the mix wrong. So this is actually an alkalizing juice. So I am on day three of a 30-day juice fast. And this is an alkalizing juice. Um, so it alkalizes like if you've been eating too much sugar, which I certainly have been. And um, so this is uh, white potatoes and green apples. Okay. Yeah. It's usually not that bad because green apples, um, you know, they make it taste sweet. But for some reason, I think I might have put like one too few green apples and it actually tastes... It tastes like I'm drinking beach sand. (laughs) 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 And I have stirred some like organic green powder stuff through it, like, you know, like wheatgrass and barley powder and that kind of thing. And then some chia seeds just to keep me happy. So it's not pleasant, but I weighed myself this morning, Mm -hmm. 72 kilos, and I'm trying to lose 10 by September, which is when I'm going to my friend's wedding in Germany. Mm -hmm. And I want to be 62 by the time I hit that. Okie doke, you've got a goal to aim for. Uh-huh, yeah. Fantastic. Ten kilos, here we go. All right, so Prince Philip, uh, not Prince Philip, Prince Charles um, has just been here in Australia, of course, uh, mm-hmm. with uh, Camilla and opened the Commonwealth Games, done a bit of a quick tour around uh, Australia and then headed to Vanuatu before going home. Oh, he went, he went by Vanuatu? He went by Vanuatu. Oh. You, you, you want to know why? Yeah, I have a tiny inkling, but you tell me. Okay, so, so uh, I'm going to I'm going to jump away from the Prince Charles okay. and Camilla story for okay. just a moment mm-hmm. and describe to you um, religious movement. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is where wealth is a sign of the blessing of God. Okay, um, things or possessions, etc., um, equal equal blessing, and God wants you to be wealthy. God wants you to be, um, you know, to have prosperity. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, there's a religious movement that is based around you know charismatic leaders who typically become very very wealthy, and we often see them on TV uh-huh. and they're dripping with wealth and they display their wealth very very publicly mm-hmm. and talk about their wealth and talk about how their wealth is a sign that they are have been blessed by God and that we should listen to them because their wealth is actually a sign of their credibility because it is a demonstration of their connection with God. What 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 do we call that movement today? 
Uh, isn't that called the prosperity gospel? That's called the prosperity gospel. That's yeah. right. And it's exactly the same gospel that the Pharisees used to teach in the time of Jesus. Really? Yes. Because the Pharisees would teach that wealth was a sign of the blessing of God and that if you were poor, that was obviously the sign of the curse of God. Mm-hmm. And so this is one of the reasons why Jesus hung around so much with the poor and helped the poor and those who were sick and in need and so forth because he wanted to show that this was not, you know, wealth was not a sign of the blessing of God. And this is why Jesus made statements, you know, it's harder for a rich man to get into heaven than a camel through the eye of a needle. Because they rely on their riches instead of on Jesus, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Which brings me back to Prince Charles and the islands of Vanuatu. Okay. Because there is a connection between this particular doctrine and Prince Charles and Vanuatu. Do you know what that connection might be? And not Prince Charles, but I know, didn't, didn't, isn't there like a, a South Pacific tribe that used to worship Prince Philip? Okay, and this is what's called the, the cargo cult. And this is, um, the cargo cult is still quite tr- strong in some areas of the South Pacific, particularly Vanuatu and um, uh, Papua New Guinea. Mm-hmm. And so in Vanuatu, yes, Prince Charles is considered to be the son of God. What? Amongst some of the, the, the cargo cult of, over there. That's how high up he is? Well, Prince Philip, of course, is seen to be um, a divine being and uh, is worshipped as a divine being amongst this particular cargo cult and has you know has been for a very, very long time. It originated back in the 1950s and 60s when the, uh, the tribesmen noticed just how much respect the colonial leaders were paying to Queen Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, if they're paying that much respect to a woman, then her husband must be a divine being. That's the only only conclusion that they could come to. And so, yes, they became worshippers of Prince Philip and it developed around a cargo cult. And the cargo cult, of of course, teaches exactly this. It's it's simply a South Pacific version of prosperity gospel. When Mm -hmm. I I go to the South Pacific, you know, uh, Papua New Guinea and places like that, they're like, do you have cargo cult in Australia? I'm like, yes, we have cargo cult in Australia. We call it prosperity gospel. Ah. You You see it on TV every Sunday morning. Why they uh, now, not everybody on TV on a Sunday morning is part of the prosperity gospel, don't yeah, get me wrong. Yeah, but, sure. Um, Why do they call it cargo cult? Are you saying cargo is like a ship's cargo? Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's a simple, you know, it's, it's, it's part of the, I guess, the, uh, the pigeon language that they use over there, whereas we talk about wealth, they talk about cargo. Oh, okay, yeah. This is actually very interesting because just last week I was at the South Pacific Museum in Kurenbong and they had a huge canoe that was used to carry Prince Charles to some sort of island and it had a bunch of people rowing and then it had like a throne in the middle, which is what he sat on. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and I, yeah so I guess this explains it. Hmm, hmm. Explains some of the reason why they have uh, you know focused in this particular area. Mm-hmm. Of course, in 2007, there were five members of the uh, Prince Philip version of the cargo cult because there's you know, a number of different versions. Mm-hmm. You've got John Frum and so forth and, and others um, who actually travelled to England and um, had an audience with Prince Philip right there in England and were very privileged to do so, particularly in their minds. That was uh, something Has he special. not told them that he's not the son of God? I think he has. Mm-hmm. I, uh, no, Prince Philip has probably explained that he doesn't consider himself to be a divine being. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, nonetheless, this is the uh, the basis for their spirituality and, and, and their worship. And uh, um, yeah, so for, for cargo cult, wealth is a sign of the blessing of God. And so they'll do certain... Uh, th- th- it all comes down to things that you do to become wealthy. Mm. That's really all it comes down to. So for instance, in Western cargo cult, which is prosperity gospel, they will teach you if you do these good things... 
primarily giving me, the charismatic leader, money, mm-hmm. then you will become wealthy like me. Okay. Why is that not true? Uh, because, well, it's just simply a scam. Um, this is not what Jesus taught. If you look at the life of Jesus, how much did Jesus own when he died? Tell me that. Nothing, because everything he had got stolen at the no, end. No, 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 no. He did own something. Like just his raiment, right? His, his gown. clothing. Yeah. And they, and they had to, uh, it was a single piece of cloth with no seam, and so they couldn't divide it up, and so they had to uh, flip a coin for it, more or less, mm-hmm. to find out who got it. And he was still saved. Hey, this is the divine son of God. This mm. is this is this is you know sovereign ruler, creator of the universe. You know this is Jesus Christ Himself. You know you think about okay, what about the Apostle Paul? Mm-hmm. He was in line to become you know one of the one of the wealthiest men of Israel, one of the greatest lawyers that Israel had ever seen. He turned his back on all of that and died a penniless martyr. Mm. You know, this is not this is not what we see when we flick on our on our TV evangelists on a Sunday morning. Yeah, you don't see any penniless preachers up on that screen, do you? No. Now, I'm not saying that all of them are a part of this because there's some great programs. You know, you got Gary Kent's program and other mm. ones like it's just fantastic mm-hmm. programs there that uh, are really good. And these are programs put together by people who are very, very much against the prosperity gospel. Um, as Jesus was. Look at uh, Joseph of Arimathea, the wealthiest man in Jerusalem, possibly one of the wealthiest men in the world at mm-hmm. that particular time, dies penniless, funding the you know the foundation of the, 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 the Christian church, according to tradition. You're about I, to say something. Yeah, I, I do wish, I wish we had some more time to discuss this because just like I don't think that being rich saves you, I also think there's a flip side to this where I believe some churches have told people that you can be righteous through being penniless and sacrificing no, everything, yeah, which is absolutely. you know also incorrect. Um, your wealth status will never dictate um, you know, how your relationship with God is. So I wish we had some more time to discuss that. Yeah, there's a whole passage on it. Look this up in Luke chapter 12, verse 16 through 21. We're going to have a song break. This is Anna Beaton, Genuine Love. And after that, we're going to have our guest interview. Adele is interviewing David Stoijic. And we'll be back after that with Encounter with God. my heart. 
Good morning and welcome back to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM. It's wonderful having you with us and we'd like to give a big welcome to one of our regular guests, Pastor David Stoichich. Great to be here, Adele. Great to be here. <laughs> well, it's always good to have you here, David. And our last two talks that you've been in for have been about the concept of self-worth. Right. And so we've discussed the ways in which we can recognize low self-worth and how the sense of low self-worth develops. For example, you have a negative influence in significant people in your childhood or there's a negative environment that leads to developing incorrect views of ourselves or so, and so on. And we've also looked at how we can deal with the issue. Yes, uh, we've said that the transformation must start at the very place the issue of low self-worth first started, uh, which is in our mind. Hmm. Uh, and, and we quoted uh, a wonderful, wonderful scripture from Romans 12.1, where we are asked not to conform to the pattern of this world, to the environment, mm. but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Well, it's a wonderful text, and I think it's a logical place for the life transformation aspect to start at. You've also mentioned that the change of the concept of self-worth requires us seeing ourselves with different eyes, I suppose you'd say. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct, yes. Uh, the second important thing that we mentioned last time was the need for the change of self-image, mm. uh, which is how we see ourselves, uh, We need to line up our self-image with God's image of us. So our self-image, in essence, is what other people think of us. Mm. Uh, our self-worth and self-esteem are about our belief of who we are and what we think of ourselves and our talents and abilities. Mm. So as we already said, our self-image has been greatly shaped predominantly by the messages we received and internalized from others. Maybe even our self-talk from our experiences and from things like um, self-talk you mentioned. Mm. Most of these messages <coughs> were and are wrong and we need to replace them with the truth of actually how God sees us. And I love, I love what the message of the Bible is or the scripture about who we are, uh, uh, what our identity is, what our worth is. Uh, we, are, we are told that we are created in His image. Right there at the beginning of the mm. Bible. That our yeah, life... It's very clear about that. Very, very mm. clear. Very clear. In the first chapter of the Bible. Um, the second chapter. Our life has value, meaning, and purpose. We are referred to as the, the apple of God's eye and His bride. And, and we also find in the Bible that the ultimate praise price was paid for our redemption we are purchased as the bible says not with corruptible things such as gold or silver mm. but by the precious blood of the lamb jesus well, that, that's something that's particularly important to remember that you know we've just celebrated easter that's and that's right. all about you know that's the true. wonderful sacrifice that jesus made to redemption. redeem us that's right and i think this is such an important topic so many people really struggle with the issue of self low self-worth and low self-esteem and that really has you know uh, its root, root in those things can can we spend a little bit more time discussing the problems associated with low self-worth low self-esteem and what we can do about it adele um I believe this is such a huge problem, and, and it really is. I mean, in my work with people, uh, in my pastoral practice, in my counseling uh, work, I constantly uh, encounter people uh, who admit, many of them admit openly that, that they are suffering from very, very low self, uh, self-worth and self-esteem. Mm. Uh, so so um, we've already said that the problem of low self, self-worth 
may mani manifest itself either in the sense of internal insecurity or in how we relate to other people and what we have called relationship or relational roadblocks. I like that term. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let me mention a few more problems that low self-worth and low self-esteem may cause causes and how and how and also not only to, to outline the problems but also we can look at how solutions we, 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 can, we can deal with that so mm. so here are some of the of the problems that this concept of low self-worth um, and that is basically what we what we the value that we attach to ourselves mm. and, and and low self-esteem is how we see ourselves in terms of whether mm. we're good at things or not yeah so this this uh, um, problem of low self-worth and low self-esteem um, manifests itself in different ways. Uh, it it may it may manifest itself in in self-hatred, hmm. uh, in being obsessed by being perfect to make up for not feeling perfect. That's right. <laughs> mm. uh, it's like a smoke screen. Mm. It, it may manifest itself in hating one's own body. Mm. Uh, it may it may be manifest in thinking uh, that we bring nothing uh, of value to the table to this mm. to this world, so to say. Uh, uh, it may cause us to be oversensitive. Uh, it may cause us to be fearful and anxious. Mm. Uh, it may cause us to be people pleasers uh, because we, we, we cannot handle rejection. Yeah, and I guess that kind of almost ties back to the perfection thing too. Exactly. Mm. And, and also a huge, huge area that probably I would really like for us maybe to, to address in the future in, in greater detail mm. is feeling angry fairly often, the, the, yeah. the, the issue of anger. That's really interesting. And that's a you know, really long list of problems that low self-worth and low self-esteem can cause us. But you know what, I'm sure the list could be even longer. Absolutely. And you know, you could spend all morning just running through you know, the things that people face. If you could tell us just a little bit about these problems, uh, or one of these problems, and how we could deal with it. Maybe we can start with self-hate. Because I think some people may not openly say it, but by their actions, they really show that they don't love themselves. Absolutely. And that's many people don't will not openly admit I hate myself. Mm. But as you said, their actions, their attitudes uh, indicate that they are, are not accepting themselves. Mm. So while there are times uh, with all of us when we dislike who we are, <laughs> maybe maybe it's not not with you, but with oh but, no, you know everyone <laughs> has a bad day now and then. <laughs> but, but, but actually, uh, loathing yourself, uh, hating yourself, um, and. Um, is actually a classic sign of, mm. of low self-esteem. So sort of not just, you know, one one or two days where you're feeling terrible about yourself, but there's a constant perpetual feeling of Abs disgust with yourself. Absolutely. Mm. So self-hate is characterized by feeling of anger mm. and frustration about mm. who you are and an inability to forgive yourself for even the smallest mistakes. So how can you turn things around from there? <laughs> well, we, we've spoken a little bit about, about the issues of, of self-talk. Mm. Uh, we actually need to recognize that there is an issue and we need to change our internal dialogue. Uh, an internal critic fuels self-hate. So um, step one is to silence the voice in your head by consciously making yourself repeat a positive response for every negative thought you have. Uh, the question is why? Why should we be our own worst critics? If we don't say it uh, to our best friend, 
Well, why should we say it to mm, ourselves? That's so true. I, you know, we have to live in our own heads. That's right. Uh, is uh, it a nice environment? We need a very nice mm. environment. There, otherwise, <laughs> it won't be very good. Mm. So, so basically, we need to change. If you're going to to start liking us and loving us, we need to change that that mm. critical self talk. Mm. We need to to find be, a new voice. That's right. We need mm. to be compassionate towards ourselves, forgive ourselves mm. for, our, for our mistake. Uh, no one is ever all good or all bad. <laughs> that's very important to remember. Yeah, no, that, that's exactly so. So doing something you regret doesn't mean, doesn't make you an awful person. Uh, just as doing something good doesn't make you a saint. Uh, that's such uh. a shame. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so, and, and also, another way is, is basically we need to so to say, recognize that negative self-talk, uh, um, change it. But what actually precedes that self-talk is is negative self-beliefs. Mm. So it's likely uh, that our sense of who we are is outdated and and has been passed to us from others, such as our parents, our ex-partners or partners, mm. uh, our colleagues. And so... We don't need to be afraid to rewrite our own script uh, because it's our own life. So, so we need mm. to change that that belief about ourselves. I think that I, I really like just you know sort of dwelling on this a little bit at the moment there, but that thing about treating yourself with kindness and forgiving yourself it's so important but I think sometimes we can really easily forget to do that because you know we sort of think well you know oh I know why I did that wrong or I know whatever but you know too you think a lot of times we will excuse things that people do and you know give them forgiveness but don't forgive ourselves that's right we can be we can be worse our own worst critics Mm. well I think we're going to have to explore this a little bit more after we listen to this track you're here on Faith FM with Adele and Pastor David and you're on the breakfast show stick around because we have so much more coming up just after this Grace came down and opened us like flowers Love came flowing gently like a stream Kept us safe for a little while Till the waves rose higher and higher We learned in time those waters must recede But of this I'm sure The past don't own us anymore
welcome back to Faith FM. You're on The Breakfast Show and you've got Adele and Pastor David Stoichich with you. And we've just been looking at ways in which we can start to deal more with the problem of low self-esteem and low self-worth. And just before we listen to that song, we were talking about changing our internal dialogues, forgiving ourselves mistakes and challenging our negative self-belief. All in the interest of loving ourselves and not hating mm, ourselves. Yep. So seeing yourself as God sees you. That's right. So we were reminded in the scriptures to love our neighbours, you know, other humans, as we love ourselves. So that's in Matthew twenty-two thirty-nine. And really the implication is if we don't love ourselves, we can't really love other people either. So what do we do about that? You know, what do we do to challenge wrong self-belief? And, you know, how about being obsessed with being perfect? You know, some people would quote scripture there, like in Matthew 5, 48, it says, be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. What if you feel the need to be perfect all the time? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Adele, I believe that this is one one, um, trap Mm. into we as Christians can fall by misunderstanding what is actually meant by that. Uh, so getting the intention wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, so as Christians, uh, we are striving for maturity, mm. uh, for growth. And maturity is our goal. Uh, this side of glory, we are constantly growing in our understanding of love of God mm. and His will. When we accept the sacrifice of Jesus on our behalf, His perfection is imputed to us Mm. and that makes us as perfect as our Father in Heaven what comes to mind is a text from 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21 Uh, I love this text because it just uh, is so good for us it it kind of relieves us of that pressure of performance (laughs) Uh, um, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him Uh, we might become the righteousness of God. So Mm. it is not our perfection that counts, but Christ. Those who are caught up in the snare of perfectionism may or may not be believers in God, but the trap of perfectionism is fairly painful. In fact, actually, Adele, perfectionism Perfectionism is one of the uh, of the more destructive aspects of low self-esteem. Hmm. A perfectionist is someone who lives with a constant sense of failure because their achievements, no matter how impressive, don't ever feel quite uh, good enough. So it's almost wow. like like chasing rainbows. Yeah, you're never quite never going to catch them. So mm. you can't be happy with that. No. So what's the way out of this predicament of perfectionism? Okay, so the good thing is that there's always uh, some way out. So, so um, even understanding that theological concept that we actually have just mentioned about mm. perfection is not ours. It's something that God gives to mm, us. As a gift. As, mm. as a gift. But, but also we can, we can set realistic expectations for ourselves. Uh, uh, we can consciously think how re- reasonable and manageable our goals are before striving for mm-hmm. them, remembering that life in general is imperfect. So, That's true. you know, uh, r- setting realistic, achievable mm-hmm. goals. Yeah. Then also recognizing there is a huge difference between failing at something you do and being a failure as a person. So you should never co- confuse the two. That is such a good <laughs> point. That really is. <laughs> yeah. And then, then, um, 
then also being kind to ourselves. Stop sweating uh, uh, the, sm- the small stuff. Mm. Perfectionism tends to need, need all those people who are into perfectionism uh, tend to nitpick uh, at insignificant problems. They forget uh, to view the bigger picture and, and, and take comfort mm. you know, in that. Mm. So you mentioned another problem linked with low self-esteem and self-worth, and that's the problem of hating your own body. It's another version of self-hate or another false reason people give for hating themselves. Uh, yeah, a negative um, body image is often a link to low self-esteem and vice versa. Low mm. self-esteem can also cause us to mm. negatively view yeah. you know, our bodies. And, and may I say that in this culture in which we live, the culture that glorifies the body, the per- perfect, <laughs> yeah, body perfect bodies, uh, that is actually mm. many times photoshopped mm. and, and not actually you know, even real, mm. uh, is putting a lot of pressure and sending a lot of... Uh, uh, signals to people that can that can bring about this 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 issue of, yeah. of, of actually not being happy w- with our own own body. This mm. means actually that uh, this um, uh, means it can affect this unhappiness without without with our own body. It can affect everything from how you behave in relationships to how you project yourself at work. Wow. It can even prevent uh, people from looking after their health as, uh, um, because they feel unworthy. I mean, hmm. why bother? Look, look yeah, at me. So I may as well just give up completely. Uh, so I may, wow. That's right. so, so like it, it, that's almost in some ways like the perfectionism thing again, though, too, where it's like if I can't get it perfect, I won't do it at all. That, that's true. Yeah. That, that's actually so, true. Well yeah. said. And, and it's, it's to a large extent, again, it's the environment mm, that, is, that feeds that. That feeds that. And, mm. and it's, it's a real propaganda mm. that actually causes, causes people to, to go down this destructive path. Yeah. So how can we deal with this problem? Well, uh, <laughs> one thing that, that actually uh, uh, we mentioned before, you know, we are originals. Mm, very uh, unique. We, we, started, <laughs> we, 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 we started in a unique way. We, 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 are, we are unique. There's nobody in the whole universe just like ourselves. Mm. And so we should com- uh, avoid comparing ourselves to others. Uh, uh, comparison is a thief of joy. of joy and, and so leads true. only to insecurity. So mm. uh, we should accept that uh, that everyone is different and remember uh, where our strengths uh, lie. So, mm. so stop comparing. Then secondly, looking after your health. I can tell mm. you one thing. We run a lot of health programs. And, and I can tell you I have seen people uh, achieving better health, losing some weight, achieving better help, uh, health. And they, their self-esteem, their old sense of self-worth uh, increases. Mm. I mean, look, self-worth should never necessarily... Never be tied to that Never be tied to that. Mm. Because we are valuable, mm. whatever shape we are, yeah. because we're unique people. But, but I think it's because you're, you're realizing I'm achieving something. That's right. It's not about how you look. It's that I've pushed myself to this and I've done something, you know, that's growing me and it's right. challenged me and you know yeah. that's right Be, being mm. being taking that that uh, that, that joy mm. in, in in seeing change mm. and then then we also should take care of ourselves uh, people with a poor body image often stop making an effort mm. uh, believing that as you said that there is no point so so um um you know do some positive things mm. uh, 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 uh about we can do some positive things about our look mm. and and we start actually our feelings catch up with our looks as well yes that's true you mentioned that low self-esteem is also based on an erroneous belief that we don't have talents or that we're good for nothing 
Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, we think that we have nothing to bring to the table. So uh, we all doubt our ability in certain areas of our lives. Mm. But a deep-rooted sense of worthlessness comes from believing that somehow there is nothing valuable that we can do. There is not, not, no contribution that we can make. Mm. Uh, and if this sounds familiar to whoever is maybe listening uh, to this, it's important to understand that feeling worthy isn't something given to us uh, uh, necessarily by others. Mm. We, we, can, we, can, we can actually uh, help with that as well, recognizing our uniqueness. Mm. But having said this, I need to go back to that theological statement. Mm. If the price has been paid huge price for us uh, then of course that in itself gives us the sense worth. of worth and value mm. so what can we do if we're feeling you know that we don't have talents or that we're not good or whatever well we need to recognize that this is what we call cognitive distortion and that, that that's the wrong way of, of, of thinking mm. if people have been struggling with this for years uh, I really believe that some, some counseling mm. some cognitive behavior therapy mm. where actually they erroneous beliefs are challenged and they can see for themselves what they have actually believed for many years mm. is really not true. Yeah. You know, so then we also can accept uh, we all come uh, with our own unique talents. Mm. Uh, we, we, that, that therapy can help us to see that we have something to contribute. Mm. Uh, we, we must stop thinking um, that others are better than us and, and be, be, be aware that uh, we teach others how to treat us. We mm. actually the way we treat ourselves, we actually teach others to treat mm. us. I guess the last four of the eight problems that you, you mentioned that are associated with the issue of low self-worth and low self-esteem would kind of fall into the category of inner insecurity, you know, being oversensitive, being fearful and anxious, being a people pleaser and often feeling angry. I think we might need to look at these next time you're in. <laughs> yes, indeed, Adele. I, I think these are very, very important uh, topics to, to, mm. to, to, uh, to, to deal with. And I just would like, because you know, time is running out on mm. us, I just would like to, to, to quote this wonderful text from Matthew's Gospel. Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and, 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 and burdened, and I will give you rest. For my yoke is uh, uh, easy and my, my burden is light. And uh, so come and learn from me. Mm. And so he, by coming to God, we actually can, our, our, our sense of low self-worth and self-esteem to a large extent can be corrected mm. but also God works through other people through counsellors through pastors through doctors mm. and they can help us as well yeah and it's important I think to let ourselves be open to that absolutely mm. and also too you know open to God's leading in our lives anyway it's been wonderful having you here David as always thank you so much for being willing to share your knowledge and wisdom with us <laughs> thank you praise <laughs> God you're listening to Faith FM stick around we have so much more coming up just after this Like sweet. 
send a convoy of angels, dear Jesus, I pray, let me join that sweet music, come take me away, though dark are the waters,